Hello guys and welcome back to another episode of the Rise and Shine podcast. I'm your host Johanna Kaiser and today I <laughs> I actually have a really crazy story time for you. Um, so this story already unfolded about six years ago but I didn't know about all of this until just two or three weeks ago. And I took a little bit of time to digest this crazy news and crazy story and I'm now ready to share it with you exclusively. So stay tuned and uh, yeah, buckle the fuck up. Okay, first things first, I'm sitting here with my iced coffee because it finally is starting to look like spring in Philly. It's been crazy cold, windy, blizzardy, all of the above for the past couple months and it's just kind of the regular thing in Philly like spring really sucks. It doesn't get warm until late April, uh, whatever. But now it's like finally looking really nice. It's also Easter Sunday today so I'm recording this. On a Sunday, on Easter Sunday, I just celebrated um, Easter with my boyfriend, actually, and his brother and his uh, brother's friend who was staying with him for the weekend. And we did a little bit of Easter egg hunting, which is something that these boys have actually never done before because they are from Russia and it's their first Easter or like their first year in general in the US. So that was really exciting. I'm back home now and I myself also have a little Easter treat myself right here it's a little um chocolate um thing and i'm i'm really loving it um just a little energy that i will need to get through this episode because the story i'm gonna tell you just now is actually really really crazy okay give me one sec <laughs> i just need to finish my chocolate mm. okay so this year starts, like I said, six years ago, back in Germany. And I was at the time in my undergraduate degree, I was um, studying, I was also working um, like a bunch of different jobs, among other things, I was a research assistant for a professor. And I used to work for that professor for a couple of years. I decided not to name names in this episode because, um, I mean, while people who know me and kind of people who know um, who I have worked for in the past, they will know who I'm talking about. But uh, I feel like everybody else doesn't need to know names. So, you know, they can like potentially look up the people, but I didn't want that. So I worked for this professor and um, the working relationship itself was always fine. I never had any issues with this uh, professor, except that sometimes he would not really respect uh, like the boundary between personal life and work life. And so he would message me during my, like not message, but like write me work emails during my off time uh, on the weekends and um, um, after hours and stuff like that and would ask me to do things for him. Also, because I was a research assistant, my hours were set to, I think, 15 hours per week or so but I was working significantly more than that which at that time for me was not that big of a problem because I saw the opportunity to actually work for a professor in an academic field as such a big opportunity that I was happy to work overtime and um, 
also maybe just to give you a little bit of background information about this um it's not like in germany where i'm from it's not really that easy all of the time to get a position like this and when you have like a, a research assistantship it's um kind of a prestigious thing to do at least it felt like that to me at the time and i was really proud of it so i was definitely willing to sacrifice a little bit more than i would have been for other jobs um, yeah, so like I said, I worked overtime a lot of the time and that was not really a big problem. I was, you know, work, ha having a pretty uh, close working relationship with the professor. He was asking to work, you know, outside of my regular working hours. But other than that, we had a really great relationship. We got along really well. And um, yeah, it was overall really, really good. And I really felt like I was learning a lot uh, professionally, but then also intellectually I was picking up a lot from him which was exactly what I what I wanted to um, gain from working in that position and so then the time came when I was about to finish my undergraduate degree and I was thinking about what I'm going to do after and decided I was going to apply for PhDs and I ended up applying in the US for uh, different PhD programs because at the time I had a boyfriend who was um, American and I just wanted to take the PhD also as a means to be closer to him and not having to have a long distance relationship with him the entire time. So I ended up applying in the US and then as that the application process goes I have to I had to ask three different professors to write me a letter of recommendation and so asking the professor that I was working for for a letter of recommendation was pretty much an obvious thing to do because he knew me really well he uh, had you know a very um a close working relationship with me he knew me uh, as a student he also knew me as just kind of his employee so I thought that was he could write a great testimony of my skills and my qualifications um that would also then you know make me qualified for the PhD so and he I asked him he agreed to write the letter of recommendation and um, the letters of recommendation are also usually submitted by the professors um, themselves. So you don't see them. You don't see what the professor writes about you and what he submits. Um, so I pursued my application process. And I also had obviously two other professors who wrote for me and that went well. Actually, one of the professors, um, because she hadn't done uh, that bef before like writing a letter of recommendation she actually sent me her letter of recommendation and um had me read it so i you know so i could tell her if that's what i was hoping to kind of get from her and so i had read one of the letters of recommendation it was all fine and then i submitted all my applications and then i waited i submitted applications to i think seven different schools and also the application process for PhD programs is actually pretty expensive because it has a, diff a lot of different components that all um, cost money. So you have to take the GRE, which takes money in my case because I'm international. I also had to take an English um, uh, language qualification test. I think it was the IELTS. It was not the TOEFL, but anyways. And then so, so you have to pay for those tests. Then you have to pay for the, the results of those tests to be sent to all the different institutions and the, that also all costs money individually then um, I had to pay for 
uh, application fees at the different universities. And like all in all, I ended up putting around two and a half thousand dollars into my uh, grad school application. And at the time, that was a lot of money for me because I was just making ends meet in college. I was working as a waitress to like make ends meet and to put myself like through college, but then also through the application process. And so those two and a half thousand dollars definitely did hurt a little bit when I had to pay all of those things. But I I obviously knew that if I get into a PhD program, it's going to be worth it because I have funding for five years and that's great. So I basically get paid to do my research and to study, which is amazing. And um, so then I waited to hear back from all of those schools and I didn't hear back from them for pretty long I mean that's also typical like you submit your applications in like what like October November some of them even in December and then you usually don't hear back until like early March or something like that so I was waiting and then finally some of the uh some of the um replies or some of the responses came back and um I got I got rejected from school after school and I was really um sad I was really disheartened by all of those rejection letters and finally I got one invitation to um, an interview by the University of Pennsylvania and I was really really happy about that because I also had some people whom I knew from the past uh, who had studied at the University of Pennsylvania and who I knew personally and um, so I, I thought that maybe if I get if I get to Penn then I already have some people that I know and it's going to be easier it's going to be nicer and I heard from them that the program is really good which is why I initially ended up applying for that program so I was happy and then I had the interview um, I think in like mid um, February or something like that and the interview went well in my opinion and then I waited again and essentially I got rejected from all six schools except for Penn where I had the interview and then I waited and when the reply from Penn came I was also pretty sad because they didn't accept me into the program they put me on their wait list and I was disappointed I have to say after um, all of these rejections but then I just thought okay whatever it is what it is maybe I just have to apply again next year uh, whatever and then eventually I ended up getting into Penn off the wait list and um, things were fine like I got here I feel like I did well in my program it's not that I was like behind or anything and now I'm about to graduate which is awesome so this is when the story gets interesting because Last week, no, sorry, not last week, like maybe two or three weeks ago, after spring break, I had a conversation with one of my colleagues who did her master's degree in Germany, in my hometown, Heidelberg, at the university. And she um, did her master's degree there, like I said, and she still has uh, kind of connections with some of the professors back there. And so she... Um, told me when she when she came back from spring break which she spent in Heidelberg in Germany she traveled there for spring break she told me that she had a conversation with um, a different professor not the one that I worked for but a different one and the professor that she talked to asked about me and asked me how things were going with me in the PhD program and then my friend said oh everything's fine you know she's about to graduate things are going well for her 
And then the professor said, well, oh, that's so good to know because after all of the things with the letter of recommendation, he just wasn't sure. And then my friend was obviously a little confused because she had no idea what he was talking about. So she was like, wait, what? What was uh, wrong with that? And then the professor said, well, you know, like, a couple of years back when this when I like this person Johanna applied for PhD programs um, they got an inti- an inquiry from the University of Pennsylvania about um, a letter of recommendation that had been written for me that was not so favorable uh, about me and the letter of recommendation or like the letter that should have been a letter of recommendation that was written by the professor that I had worked for for about three years was actually not a letter of recommendation, but it was really calling me and my academic and uh, personal qualities into question. So the letter of recommendation basically said that I, like Johanna, was like a very problematic and like unreliable, bad person who is not intellectually qualified to pursue a PhD in classical studies and who is, yeah, who should not be accepted into a PhD program. And I was shocked when I heard this because this letter was written by the professor that I had worked for for three years and he was supposed to write me a letter of recommendation. Now, at the time, I knew that he didn't really support my choice to go and leave the University of Heidelberg and go to the US out of all countries and uh, continue studying there. I knew that he was not a big fan of my choice to do that. And I also had actually one conversation with him that was pretty uncomfortable in which he uh, also kind of brought things like this on the table. But I just I just thought that was him just trying to persuade me not to leave Heidelberg because he wanted to keep me as his research assistant, which I know that he would have liked that. But um, yeah, so I was really in shock because that is, in my mind, just a very mean and selfish thing to do if there is someone that you should support who is a young, aspiring scholar who is dependent on your support as a professor and who is dependent on, um, yeah, kind of like your uh, favorable words about them to proceed in their career. It is the meanest and just basest thing to do to then do the exact opposite and like bash them basically in uh, something that should have been a letter of recommendation. And... Yeah, so that is something that I had that I just found out, and um, so this professor who talked to my friend said that at the time when the University of Pennsylvania, when they got this letter of recommendation, they were really confused about it because that's not how usually letters of recommendation look like, and that's not how how usually um, you know people people talk about their uh, their mentees. And um, yeah, so what they did, because they were so confused about this letter, they actually inquired back with my hometown institution and um, made sure that he wasn't, <laughs> the guy wasn't serious about what he wrote, or, or at least that, that, that the things were not true that he 
accused me of. And um, then they kind of bypassed the professor who wrote this letter when they inquired because uh, they didn't want him to know that they were suspicious of like his words. But they asked um, like other people, other professors in the department if something was wrong with me <laughs> and they all said no she's like she's like totally fine she's like normal like student like doing well in her classes and like all of that and so they um yeah so I'm, I'm really glad that they could kind of set the record straight a little bit and like tell um the University of Pennsylvania who was inquiring about me that these things were actually not true and I have to say that I am just so grateful that the University of Pennsylvania where I'm at right now or like my department uh, more precisely took the time and the effort to inquire back about me and to make sure that this super confusing letter of bashing was actually not real or was not the reality um yeah so I'm like just really really thankful about this and I am even more appreciative about the place that I ended up being I have to say because these like my department I just now now that I'm almost done with my program they cared so much about me to reach out back to my home institution and to ask about me and I'm so grateful for for that particular um, thing right now and I th it's almost ironical that I didn't know about this until the very end of my program and until I'm about to graduate and I had I had no idea this was going on and I had no idea that my professor back home who wrote me this letter of recommendation was such a snake and um, betrayed me like so much and um yeah, really tried to sabotage and like boycott my academic career. And thinking about it, I'm really, really mad about it. But I also am super grateful for my current department for being so uh, just humane and reasonable to yeah, ask and like inquire about what, what was wrong with this letter of recommendation. Anyways, um, so... This would not be the Rise and Shine podcast if there wasn't a takeaway from this or if I wouldn't kind of try to uh, draw a morale out of the story. The morale of the story is whatever is meant for you is going to come to you. If it wasn't meant for me to be here at the University of Pennsylvania and do my PhD here, I wouldn't be here because I just told you about someone who actively tried to sabotage my career and yet the universe made people ask about me and like care about me and make sure that I find my way here to get to do, to do what I'm doing now and yeah so honestly this is I really see this as kind of a sign from the universe that I'm supposed to be here and that I'm supposed to do what I'm doing because there was there was adversity and yet I I got here for reasons that I didn't even influence like I didn't even have um like a a power in what was happening because all of these things were like done in secret I didn't know that this professor was writing this mean letter and I didn't know that my uh, now department was reaching out back to my home university and I didn't know that they were 
in conversation about me. And so I had no idea all of these things were happening and yet it all worked out in my favor. So this gave me a lot of more trust just into the the universe and into the power of things that are happening to you and that they are all meant to happen to you in the way they do. Um, yeah, so honestly, with this, I would like to close out the podcast because I feel like I've been rambling for a lot. But isn't this a crazy story? Like, isn't, excuse me, this crazy motherfucker who's back in Germany who actively tried to sabotage my academic career, isn't that super freaking crazy? And isn't it super freaking crazy that even still I ended up being here where I am I don't know. I'm just still really in awe of this entire story and I really wanted to share it with you. I hope you enjoyed this. And if you did, then please leave me a positive review on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, wherever you listen to this podcast. And um, I'll talk to you next time, guys. Oh, by the way, um, so my episodes have been a little bit on and off. Like maybe sometimes I publish weekly, sometimes I publish every other week. Right now, that's because I'm literally finishing up my dissertation. So some weeks I just have time to record and then other weeks I'm way too freaked out and I don't. Um, so if I miss another week or so, like, please don't be mad at me. I try my best to at least upload every other week or like every week if I can make it. But yeah, please don't be mad at me. I'll do my best. And Once all of this is over, then I actually, I'm actually trying to bring more interview guests and like more fancy research topics. But right now I'm a little bit stretched uh, thin, but we shall see. It's all going to be good, guys. Trust the universe. Have a great week and I'll talk to you next time.